It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the free time of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that cabbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 966 of Lockdown Raptors for Tuesday, June the 15th. Yeah, that's the date. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Lockdown Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure to check out the entirety of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We've got team-focused shows covering all of your favorite teams. We very much appreciate you checking them out, supporting all that good stuff. Uh, Today's show is also brought to you by Michelob Ultra and the Player of the Week. At just 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later on in the episode. All right, we are continuing on today with the uh, second part of our fantasy draft of Raptors playoff games from the We the North era 2014 to 2020. Now that their playoff streak has ended, 86 games to choose from as we determined on yesterday's podcast. Uh, And we welcome back our wonderful guests. Picking first today is Vivek Jacob. Vivek, what's up? Nothing much. I'm just happy to be here. We're happy to have you uh, and uh, who will be picking third today and uh, has a you know, wonderful basketball newsletter and is a wonderful guest of the podcast. It's Katie Heindel. Katie, what's up? Hi, buddy. Ready. Yeah, let's we don't need to like meander around at the top here. We know what this is all about. We did the picks yesterday in the first two rounds of the fantasy draft. I'll refresh the picks in just one second, but we'll refresh you on the rules first. Of course, there's five rounds in this draft. We cannot take two games from the same series at any point in the draft. So you can only take one game from a specific series and a max of three games can be chosen from the 2019 championship run. So 
Let's continue on. That's three games each, by the way, not just three total. Uh, the picks from yesterday will start with round one. It went Vivek, Sean, Katie, the draft order. Round one, Vivek took game six against the Warriors, the title clincher in 2019. I took game six against the Bucks, the uh, finals uh, advancement clincher in 2019. And Katie took game seven against the Sixers, the game that pushed the Raptors into the conference finals with the shot and all of that. The second round, uh, Vivek took game three against the Bucks, the double, o- double overtime thriller that turned that series around. I took game seven against the Nets in 2014, a very informative loss for the years to come. And in the third slot in round two, Katie took game five against the Pacers, the Norm dunk, the Frank Vogel terrible lineup, the Rodney Stuckey turnover with Drake in his ear. It's all very beautiful stuff. And we move in to round number three. Vivek Jacob, you're on the clock. What is your pick? So I feel like I got to get on the board here with one of the non-championship run games. So I am going to go with the Raptors game four win over the Cavs, 105-99 Damn it. in 2016. Because <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> uh, I love that game. I, I was actually at the game. I think that might have actually been the last time uh, I was at a game as purely a fan and uh-huh. you know, I've been lucky enough to be there uh, in a working capacity since. But yeah, DeMar and Kyle combining for 67, that fourth quarter, like obviously the Raptors had the double digit lead at halftime and then the Cavs make their run and you're thinking, okay, here we go. LeBron's just going to take over. But no, it was like DeMar throws one punch, Kyle throws another punch. And it was like both of them just getting it done possession after possession after possession. And then they pull out the W and then you go out onto the streets and it's just madness because <laughs> after those first two games, no one thought the Raptors would be at 2-2. And you're thinking, huh, maybe. Obviously, it didn't play out that way. But <laughs> in that moment, it was incredible. The streets were incredible. And yeah, that's that's got to be one of my favorite memories uh, being at the arena as a fan. That's a really good pick. Katie, do you have any thoughts on game four against the Cavs from 2016? The game that, of course, famously inspired to say, I've faced a lot of adverse situations in my career. This is not one of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it, it was very helpful. Yeah, um, it was a great game. Yeah. Young Dundas Tupac came from that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's great stuff. Um, the thing about that game was like the Cavs, I think in game three, you could say probably didn't bring their a game. Maybe they were a tad hungover or a lot hungover. Uh, they weren't really kind of in it. It seemed they were given their best shot to the Raptors in game four. Like they busted out that insane lineup where they would run that option play with like Channing Fry, Kyle Korver, Kyrie, and I think Richard Jefferson playing center with LeBron out there. And it was, it was the just, horns uh, action. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it might not have even been Kyrie. It might have been Della Vadova who was running it for a bunch of that for fourth quarter. And like they scored, I think, on like 12 straight possessions. Yeah. The Raptors scored on like 10 of those possessions going the other way, as you alluded to, though, V. So, um, yeah, it, that was them taking the best shot of the eventual champions. And it was awesome. It, it really was the one sort of time in that series where it's like, oh, yeah, no, they belong on this stage with this team. And uh, they performed wonderfully in that moment. Uh, we move on to my pick second in the third round. I am going to take 
Hmm. I was going to take the game you just took. So uh, that's a problem for me. I'm going to take to return the favor. Yeah, man, that's totally fair. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take game four against the Sixers in 2019. Uh, the Super intense, not very well-played basketball game. Raptors are down 2-1. The Philly crowd's going insane. Pascal Siakam is like questionable before the game because he tripped Joel Embiid and that messed up his calf. And it seemed like it was, oh, well, here are the old Raptors again. And then the thing that was very much not the old Raptors, Kawhi Leonard decided, I'm going to win this game by running the same play every single time down the stretch. I'm going to get Joel Embiid switched on to me, and I'm going to try to shoot over him. And he did so successfully late in that game with just over a minute on the clock. Hits that huge three to kind of open it up a little bit and give the Raptors the victory. That was uh, outstanding stuff. Very tense theater. Uh, and that's my pick at number, I guess that's the eighth overall pick here. Um, Katie, we'll move to you. Your pick here You're in your third round selection. Ninth overall, what do you got? These are tough now because, yeah, it's like wanting to keep them away from people. From <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will pick then um, uh, the Heat game one in 2016 when Larry forces OT. I know oh, yeah. they w- went on to lose that game, but they won the series uh, and they got out of the Eastern Conference like, or they got, yeah. sorry, they got into the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time uh, in franchise history. And I feel like uh, there was also, that was like the the culmination of a lot of years of them being like the choke team, mm-hmm. you know, before, like in the playoffs, especially. So, yeah, I'll take that one. That's a really good one. That was on my list. Uh, kind of upset to not get it. That. Kyle Heave, it goes forgotten because they didn't win that game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in person. Uh, I was ready to go down to, I was covering the game and I was ready to go down and like catch the elevator down to the media room. I was like standing in the stairwell when he hit it and uh, lost my mind. <laughs> was, I think Daniel Reynolds might have had the most Reynolds reaction I've ever seen on press row. And that's saying a lot because he usually loses his mind up there, but uh, he was uh, just in stunned awe of what had just taken place. It was also a great JV game. Like it was him and Kyle basically doing all the work and like the JV white side thing was somehow like a really compelling storyline in that series until both guys got hurt. Um, but yeah, really, uh, really fun stuff there in game one against the heat. Vivek, we're going to get to you in just a second with your pick in the fourth round. But first we got to tell everybody about our friends over at Michelob Ultra. That's right. It's the Michelob Ultra player of the week for this week. Of course, no Raptors players are, are getting it done right now in the playoffs or anything like that. They're just hanging out. They're going on vacation. It's lovely. But we can recall some very fun players from the past. And if we're going like a two-week anniversary of the player of the week, a two-year anniversary, that is, let's just go Kyle Lowry and just say he's been the player of the week for two straight years since scoring 11 points out of the gate in game six against the Warriors. Of course, he lifts the title trophy and it's all wonderful and beautiful and makes people cry in game six uh, as, as they beat the Warriors and close Oracle Arena down. So for that, exactly two years ago this week, we're giving Kyle Lowry the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Talk about joy, happiness, and enjoyment. Kyle Lowry brought it all 
during his championship run, in particular, game six. It's only worth it if you enjoy it at only 2.6 calories, 95 calories. Joy creates success. And with Michelob Ultra, enjoyment is in the end game. It is the whole game. Huge thank you to Michelob Ultra for sponsoring the podcast. And congratulations to Kyle Lowry for his posthumous Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. I guess that means he's he's uh, not that, dead. Yeah, no, that's not the right word for that. Post-dated, whatever it is. Uh, (laughs) I'm bad at English is the thing. We'll move on. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And let's get into round number four. Actually, before we do that, just a reminder that our Road to the Finals is also brought to you by Michelob Ultra. They're doing a great job covering all of the playoffs across the Lockdown Network. So go listen to the shows covering the team still in the postseason. Uh, Again, at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. We can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season with Michelob Ultra. Vivek Jacob, you have the first pick in the fourth round of our fantasy draft. Where are you going? Well, uh, to be able to do the proper bookend thing that I want to do. I am now going to pick game one between the Raptors and Nets in 2014. Mm, that's and, a workaround. Yeah. And for me, that, that was a game that I was lucky enough to be at. You get the Masai F Brooklyn, you get pl- the first taste of playoff JV with 17 and 18 and being in the re- uh, being in the arena, like, people were just crazy before tip off. It was like way so long for the playoffs. And I, I know friends who've been to game seven. I I wasn't at that game um, telling me how like the ACC was shaking. Like it was shaking before tip off. And that that game was obviously frustrating in the, in the way that the Nets kind of controlled it, but you had, JV and KG kind of going back and forth. And that was a lot of fun. And again, you know, to be able to tell the story, since you took game seven, I got to have game one in there because uh, there's a lot of nice dynamics to it that you can include. I appreciate your commitment to establishing a narrative arc with your draft order. Very good job. Uh, yeah. Game one against the Nets was awesome. I was still in Ottawa, like at school when that happened. Um, and like none of my friends cared at all about basketball. And so I watched that game alone in my apartment. And I will always remember seeing the first airing of the We the North commercial with Drake voicing it over and being moved to tears uh, because it was just, <laughs> I don't know, it hit really, really hard right before that game started. Uh, it's stupid commercial, but man, uh, Katie, do you have any thoughts? I know you have many thoughts on that net series. Um, are you disappointed to not get this game in addition to game seven on your list? No, game seven was the more important uh, emotional game for me. 
So this right. is okay. <laughs> <laughs> i like it let's denigrate the picks baby uh all right i'm up with my second pick here in the fourth round and now i'm struggling i think i am going to go with oh man uh boy 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 i'm gonna take game four at Oracle against the Warriors, the game that really, to me, made it seem real that the Raptors could win the title. I still was kind of like fighting off disbelief. That entire series was like a race against the clock with KD potentially returning. And it felt like the Raptors had to win their games early. Otherwise, they were going to be screwed. And that game four, when it's 2-1 Raptors, the Warriors get guys back. I think they were missing Clay Thompson the game before. They get him back for that game. Uh, Iguodala, I think, was out for game three. He's back for game four. Uh, I, I just the sort of stakes to that game were so high. And that third quarter when Kawhi and Serge kind of turn it on its head and it's like, Oh no, this is just theirs and they're going to win it. Um, it really, that was the first time I let myself believe they could win the NBA championship. So I'm going to say game four against the Warriors as my one pick from the final series. Uh, do either of you have thoughts, Katie uh, thoughts on that game, particularly against the Warriors? Wasn't that that was the cursed game, wasn't it? No, the next game was the cursed game. Yeah, game five game. was yeah. the yeah. awful <laughs> set of events that also was uh, wildly compelling for so so many reasons, many of them not very good. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, no, that game it's it felt it was a good game. It felt yeah, the, I I agree with you in terms of like the belief was there, which is I think why the energy maybe warped and inverted on itself for the next game to be so cursed. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but it's a good choice. Uh, all right. We move on to Katie. You have your fourth pick. Where are you going here? The list is getting a little slim. These rules have kind of made it so it's a little tricky here. What do you got with your next pick? Yeah, I'm going to pick uh, game three against Boston in the bubble um, when Lowry <laughs> inbounded uh, famously to OG and kept the cursed series alive. Um, <laughs> this was like such a fraught. I mean, I, that whole series, like, we don't need to talk more about it, but this was such, like, a triumphant moment. And I think, to me, like, more than just keeping that series alive, it was trying to run a season pre-bubble. Um, mm. And I think it was bringing back some of that energy. You know, there were so many questions in the bubble, like, in terms of, like, how Pascal was playing, what was going to happen to the team after the bubble. Like, you know... And, and around like OG and Kyle too. So to see those two connect and, and to connect and literally make that moment happen. Um, obviously I also wrote a huge thing about Mark's reaction, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just kind of standing there solemnly alone with his arms in the air. But that was like, I felt so happy. And I guess in my mind, I was like, well, we're in it now. We're going to win. Uh, we're going to win four straight, but we didn't. But I yeah. really enjoyed that. That was a good one. That's a really, really good pick. The Passover taco fall is still baffling to me. Uh, I don't really understand the geometry of it or how Kyle saw that pass. Um, And just like the stone faced walking off from OG, just amazing stuff. Uh, Really, really good pick. Uh, We then, uh, yeah. Vivek, any thoughts on that game? Great pick. Great choice. I mean, that's (laughs) obviously a moment that's going to live on the OG three uh 
so yeah, I think I think that's a solid pick to have in there to kind of remember the bubble season by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do pick. want to quickly add, Sean, for your choice yeah. uh, for your pick, uh, underrated moment now it, among all the moments that you mentioned, the Kawhi two fu threes over Draymond. Oh uh, yeah, in there. So mm-hmm. um, that that was that was a fun moment as well. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Beautiful. Uh, wonderful pick, Katie. We move on. It's going to be very hard to determine, I think, for the people out there who's going to win this because, my God, there's a lot of selections here. Good selections, that is. We're going to continue on and we're going to get to the final round of the draft and get some closure on this bad boy in just one second here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. get all the news, odds, info, whatever it might be over at the uh, mobile device or on your phone. Or, wait, that's the same thing on your laptop over your, or your mobile device. Uh, and you can get all the great sporting news, sign up contests, uh, kind of sign up bonuses, contest information, all that good stuff. If you want to bet some money on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hitting a home run, I don't think there's any sure bet right now in sports. You should go do that over at bet online don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs head to the website use your mobile device whatever it might be sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus upon your first deposit meaning if you put in 100 bucks you get 150 bucks to play with that's a great deal and you use the promo code locked on to get it l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n all one word betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com, a family business who are making it easier for you to buy auto parts online and not get fleeced when you go to the mechanic. Nobody wants to get fleeced to the mechanic. It's terrible. It's the worst feeling in the world knowing you're paying more for a part than you should be. Don't worry. Rockauto.com has a wonderful catalog that's easy to navigate that has all the parts available for your vehicle. You can easily type in your make model year and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer from a handful of selections of every part you might need. Best of all, rockauto.com prices are always reliably low and the exact same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box. So the note we sent you as well, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. All right, we have reached the final round of this here draft of Raptors playoff games from 2014 to 2020. Vivek Jacob, you are on the clock with your fifth and final pick. Where are you going? I am going with the 2017 matchup between the Bucks and the Raptors. Uh, game okay. six. Ooh, when, okay. Uh, the Raptors win that 92-89. You guys might remember DeMar having that huge dunk at the end to sort of Mm -hmm. clinch the series in Milwaukee. But a big reason why I'm picking this game is because I was covering the Raptors 905, and that is the night the Raptors 905 clinched the title. And again, in in my whole keeping with the narrative and telling the story of the We the North era, to be able to talk about the Raptors 905. Um, And obviously you had Fred and Pascal doing big things in that final series for the 905. And so you get both parts of it. I remember the way the 905, they won the title and then they go to the locker room. They don't start their celebration. They literally put the game on and they're just waiting to (laughs) see if the Raptors hold on. 
Oh. And, and, and that, I think, perfectly encapsulates what the 905 and the Raptors are about. There's this perfect chemistry between the two and attachment that I don't think you see in or, uh, other organizations yet. Obviously, there's a few that will put their hands up. But um, I think that understanding uh, and that sort of symmetry that the two have, uh, I think, was perfectly en- encapsulated in that night. That's a really good pick. Uh, This is, I think, going to be an example pick of why people should listen to the podcast instead of just voting when they see the the sort of games listed on a graphic Um, because the context for that is wonderful. It very uh, easily kind of goes with all of your uh, narrative points in your picks from prior, uh, prior rounds. And I, 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 again, people should listen to the entire thing to hear about why that pick is being made because people will be like, oh, game six against the Bucks, and they get swept the next next round. What does it even matter? Uh, it matters a lot for all those reasons. Very good pick. Katie, you seem to be rather moved by the connection between the 905 and the Raptors. Do you have thoughts on that game being selected by Big V here? No, I just didn't know that. Um, I didn't know that they w- waited to celebrate. I think that's so sweet. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, it's wonderful stuff all around. Uh, we'll move on. I also want to. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. I I just totally forgot to mention that was like Bruno Caboclo's greatest nine oh five moment because <laughs> uh, after game one, because the way those playoffs were set up, it was a best of three, and you play, and the lower seed gets game one, and then you get game two and three for the higher seed at home. Right. And so they had lost game one. Pascal Siakam went at Bruno, kind of challenging him to like, you know, not be so timid and that like, hey, if you want something, you got to go get it. And then it ends, uh, you know, in perfect fashion where uh, Bruno just goes off in that clinching in that deciding game. And yeah, I just thought that was that was all in there and it was all awesome. Was it Bruno who won the finals MVP there or was it Pascal? I can't remember exactly. I get that mixed up. Pascal won the finals MVP. Right. Um, right. I'm going to have to try and see. If but I Bruno had the big score. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Right. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, very, very good pick. I'll move on to my final pick, uh, which is from the same series as Katie's last pick. Uh, and I'm glad I could get it. Uh, and I'm sad to get not, not get game three of the Boston series, but I will gladly take game six of the Boston series, the double overtime game that for my money might be the best game Kyle Lowry has ever played for the Toronto Raptors. He was insane in that game. He played 53 and a half minutes. He was 12 of 20 from the field, six of 10 from three, 33 points, eight boards, six assists, just like masterful stuff from him. You get Norm Powell in double overtime going crazy, scoring most of the team's points. Uh, Obviously, this was an elimination game for the Raptors. The stakes were extremely high, and it just was a a fantastic basketball game played by both sides that Kyle Lowry basically willed into uh, the Raptors' favor. So that's my pick there. Um, Katie, did did you have any sort of debate between this game and game three in that series at all? No. Not really. I mean, game three felt more like something good was going to happen. Sure. <laughs> going forward, you know? Um, mm-hmm, yours mm-hmm. is like, a, it's a, definitely a bittersweet choice. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I don't know if you came out of game six against Boston feeling terribly confident about the Raptors' chances in game seven. It was kind of a skin of their ass kind of game, but uh, and Pascal Siakam was five of 19, not exactly inspiring confidence, but um, I needed a really outstanding Kyle Lowry game, and I think for me that goes down as the best Kyle Lowry game, uh, I think. you know There are other selections out there too, but for me, that I think that's top of the list for me. Uh, Katie, you round up the draft. You have the final pick. Which way are you going? Yeah, my last pick is going to be game one, actually, of the finals. Um, mm-hmm. Because to me, one, the team just came in like super hot. Like this game yeah. was so much fun. The only like Steph was the highest scoring player, but like only by a point. Like Pascal. Oh, sorry. Two points. 34. But Pascal scored 32 points that game. Kawhi had 23 points. Mark had 20 points. Um, and I just remember, like, this was a scary game because you knew it was sort of it would set the tone for the series. You know what I mean? Sure. And it it was it it kind of hinged a lot more on whether or not they won. It hinged on like how they looked and whether they like quote deserve to be there. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. if I think a lot of people were looking at it as like, had it been a fluke up to now? I don't think Raptors fans were because every single like match of that series was a slog, including mm-hmm. Orlando. Weirdly, like I'll never forget that. <laughs> and I, it's funny, no one picked moments from that series because that was almost incredibly embarrassing and a little bit of a mess. <laughs> but um, it was like this culmination of the team evolving through. I think all those series and getting just better and better and mm-hmm. more cohesive as a team. That the way they came out for this game, the way that they played this game you know, went on obviously to like win the whole series. You just felt like by now they were just this kind of tank and they were moving, you know, there was no, they'd like figured it out. And it was like, I know Sean, you, you said you didn't believe until a couple of games later, but I remember for me just being so like thrilled and just like thunderstruck by it. Yeah. That is a fantastic pick. Uh, I was debating between that game and game four in round in the fourth round of the draft as to which I was going to take. Um, it's a fantastic pick. Pascal's third quarter where he scores like 18 straight points or something like that. It's crazy. Um, I think the thing that gave me a ton of confidence in that game was watching how Mark played in that first, uh, that first quarter where he was like staying with Steph on switches and on high hedges and stuff. And also was gladly taking threes, which was a mm-hmm. kind of a problem throughout the postseason up until then obviously he kind of figured stuff out i think games three and four against milwaukee are probably the two best games he ever played as a raptor um but game one against the warriors was damn close he was outstanding and um you know kind of really sort of you saw the blueprint you saw the fred guarding steph like it it all kind of made sense and how it was all going to come together um so yeah uh, excellent pick also just seeing the raptors being an nba finals montage after watching most of the playoffs on uh, like the Raptors local broadcast, getting to see it on like ABC was uh, pretty damn cool. And just, just like a soul, like a sort of legitimacy that the Raptors had never felt before. So great pick Vivek. Any closing thoughts on that game before we round out the draft here? I, th- I think it's an awesome pick. I'm surprised it didn't go earlier even. Um, yeah. Super memorable. Pascal had the, 32 on 14 of 17. He made 11 straight goals. And I believe that moved him ahead of a four-way tie between LeBron, Tim Duncan, Kobe, and Shaq, which is just (laughs) 
insane to think about. And yeah, I, I think that you, you mentioned, you know, the NBA finals montage, there was actually a really cool clip that played before that game began on the Jumbotron, which was showing all these different Raptors fans uh, from all over the world, from different parts of the world. Uh, and like just giving their messages of support. And to me, that was really, really cool. Cause I told you guys about how, like I became a Raptors fan before I even came to Canada. And so mm-hmm. um, I could see a little bit of myself in all of those people. And um, yeah, n- nothing but great memories about that game. Like that it's, it's sort of, you know, it, it kind of set the tone. Like obviously the road team uh, pretty much won out from there, if I'm not mistaken. But mm-hmm. I just think, winning that first game sort of, you know, took away any negative feelings that might've crept over. It's like, you know, I mean, you know how the Raptors are with game ones. So uh, I I think that did matter. Yeah. Well said. Uh, Excellent picks all around. This is a very feel good draft. uh, Vivek and Katie, very glad we've done it. Uh, Let's review the picks just so everybody has them top of mind before you go and vote on who you think won. Uh, Vivek's picks were round one, game six against the Warriors in the championship season, the clincher. Uh, Then he picks game three against the Bucks, the double overtime thriller to turn it around. Game four against the Cavs in 2016, the Raptors taking Cleveland's best punch. Game one against the Nets, the beginning as it were, of the We the North era in a lot of ways. You get F Brooklyn. You get a lot of fun stuff in that one in a raucous building. And then game six against the Bucks in 2017, combined with the Raptors 905 title clinching and watching of game six. Very good pick. You forgot to mention Patrick Patterson's dunk in that game. The one good thing he ever did in a playoff game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My picks were uh, first round game six against the Bucks to move to the finals game seven against the Nets in 2014 game four against the Sixers, the clenched butthole game, as I like to call it game four against the Warriors, the game where you can kind of believe and then game six against Boston, the Kyle Lowry masterclass and double OT Katie's picks game seven against the Sixers, the shot game five against the Pacers, the norm dunk. Game one against the Heat, the Lowry lob, uh, sorry, the Lowry heave and uh, everything that went along with that. Game three against the Celtics in 2020, the OG game winner with the pass over Taco Fall. And of course, game one against the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals in 2019. Uh, Really not a bad pick in the bunch, I don't think. It would have been hard to have a bad pick. I suppose someone could have taken like a Wizards game uh, from either of the Wizards series to mix it up. But why would anybody do that? Uh, We've reached the end of this podcast. Uh, Thanks so much to you both for hanging out, for doing a two-parter. Katie, everything you want to plug? Um, I guess just because you guys plugged it last time, I will take the burden on. I will plug basketball feelings. Um, (laughs) Specifically, as I continue to write the exit series for every team that's been eliminated. Um, yeah, there's there's still more to come. You know, I was getting through the backlog. I still got to get through the Lakers. Uh, it looks like I'll be getting to the Nuggets sooner than I anticipated. But you can mm. uh, read that on basketballfeelings.substack.com. Fantastic. Uh, Vivek, anything you want to promote? Uh, usual stuff. North Courts and complex and the regular stuff that i do at cbc uh, i've got the soccer podcast and red couch banks going where we're doing off-season content and talking about the euros so you can check that out as well other than that you can follow me on twitter at vivek m jacob but quickly 
I don't know if we're short for time, but I was just wondering if there were maybe any off the radar uh, games that you had in there that you didn't get to. Ooh, good one. Um, <laughs> so I'm surprised game seven against the Heat didn't get picked here. Um, mm. That was a big one. Kyle going off in that one. Um, yeah. I think that was kind of the only one left off my board. Most of them were taken. Uh, Katie, did you have any that were, that stood out there? I had one, like it was kind of like a Hail Mary stretch, um, but it was like game <laughs> game four against the Cavs in 2017, 2018, basically like the last time the Raptors were swept by the Cavs because it okay. represented no more <laughs> sweeps to come. <laughs> Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, I guess game three of that Cavs series could have been one, considering you got the OG like buzzer beater. Obviously, the LeBron buzzer beater uh, makes it all very sad. But the second half of that game was pretty fun until LeBron ruined everything. Um, I guess the other one that was sort of a fun one, I guess didn't really quite have the, the gravitas of the rest, but was a very sort of joyous occasion, was game four against the Nets last year where the bench combined for a hundred points and they won by like 50. Uh, that was mm. pretty fun. <laughs> um, maybe not the highest stakes thing that's ever happened to the Raptors, but that was pretty, pretty cool. Um, you know, there were games, I think what was a game five of the net series in 14. Kyle had a big one and they win. Um, that there's, there's one, there's lots of good ones, but either way we've, uh, if you, if you have ones that we, the listeners have any that we've missed out, please let us know. And we can, uh, you can yell at us for those as well. Um, that will do it here for today's episode. Oh, I meant to say game five against the Sixers when Kawhi dunked on everybody at various times throughout the game. And they won by a lot. That was pretty fun. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, besides the point anyway, that's going to do it. Thank you so much to everyone for tuning in. We'll be back again tomorrow with some draft stuff. We're going to dig into some big prospects later in the week. Raphael Barlow from Locked On NBA Draft is going to pop on. The draft lottery, of course, is just now a week away when you're hearing this, which is very, very exciting. Uh, be sure to still submit your receipts of donations to get into our draft lottery watch party on the 22nd. Please see my pinned tweet to get all the details there if you don't yet know them. Uh, very much looking forward to that on Tuesday. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back again Wednesday with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Bye-bye. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.